Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Stigma may not directly affect you, but it harms the one in five Americans living with mental health conditions. Which prevents millions of people from seeking help. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to CureStigma.org and get tested for stigma. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the second half of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, if you miss any of the shows or you come in the middle, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. So you will never miss a show. I mean, you can go back to uh, three, four, I think I've four or five hundred shows. So you got plenty of things that you can listen to if you miss the topic. This morning, wow, a hot, hot young actress. Bria Henderson from The Good Doctor. I think she's on the line here. Let's see here. Good morning. Is this Bria? Hello. My name's Fred Herbert. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, Herbert. Okay. And where are you calling in from, Herbert? I'm in California. Do you have a question that you wanted to ask Bria when she comes on? Yes. What's your question, sir? Do you have a girlfriend? (laughs) All right. Well, hold on. I'll find out. Good morning, Bria. Hi. Can you hear me? Good morning. Yes, I can. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I know you're... um, Early. It's early for you. You're on the West Coast, yes? Yes, I'm on the West Coast, yes. So I really appreciate it. I know normally Saturdays people sleep in, and we got a three-hour difference, so thank you, thank you, and thank you. Well, I got a, a the oh, first no, question is, the first question is somebody just asked, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> do I have a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, there you go, Herbert. You heard it here first. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a girlfriend. But let me just tell the people, this is uh, Bria Henderson again, and she plays Dr. Jordan Allen uh, on The Good Doctor on ABC. And um, she, you might have seen her on uh, Miss Magazine, uh, uh, editor Margaret Sloan in the FX for Hulu uh, show Mrs. America. Um, she's played opposite Kate Blanchett, Nisi Nash, Uzo Aduba, and many more. Um, she was nominated by Nisi Nash for the Women in Film Pathmaker Grant. And um, she has also appeared in the short film Prepared and won the award for Outstanding Comedic Actress um, at the Michaud Film Festival. So we got a lot to talk about, and you're also a writer and producer. Um, Let me just start with why did you choose acting, and how did that happen? 
Um, yes. So <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, growing up, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I I found myself always in the arts when I was younger. So during like elementary school, I was I was always reciting poetry during Black History Month, or always public speaking. And then in church, I was a part of choir and the praise dance ministries. Um, I also played an instrument for about eight years. So I always found myself in the arts, but not specifically acting until one day um, I was heading to see a show at the local college, Virginia Commonwealth University, we call it VCU. And I I believe, oh, yeah, we went to go see a play. I went with my best friend, and her mother was taking us. And it was a play put on by high school students, and it was a a high school after-school program for the uh, mm-hmm. youth that were that was that was into drama, so I told uh, my best friend's mom if she could put in a good word with me to the director because I would love to possibly be a part of the program the following year because okay. I was just interested in the arts. And when I went backstage before the show, the director, you know, my best friend's mom put in the word for me, and the director was like, "Well, would you like to go on tonight?" Because one of my actors called in sick, and I just need someone to say. Oh, wow! So right, so the so the show that I went to go see ended up being the show I was in, and it was a Shakespeare show, A Midsummer Night's Dream, and you know the costume fit. I learned the dance quickly, and then I was just thrown on stage to just make the magic happen. So I just believe mm. that acting fit me. I'm I'm artistic in different ways, but. Acting was something that really pulled me in in a way that was just like, right now, show up and just do it. And from there, I majored in drama at Spelman College. I went there for my undergrad. And then after undergrad, I went to the University of Washington to get my MFA in acting. And it's, it's been my first love, you know. So I saw that, um, that you yeah. went to the University of Washington. So you went from Spelman all the way to the other coast. And I was reading that it was really a, a, a bit of a – change in terms of environment and and the only reason I'm bringing that up is because my previous interview we were just talking about spaces and environment and how they impact people what Mm -hmm. was that like leaving Spelman which is an all for people who may not know is a historically black uh, college uh, and uh, it's for women black women um, and you Mm -hmm. went to University of Washington what was that transition like um, I felt honestly, I felt like Dorothy in the Wiz. You know, I wasn't home anymore. <laughs> honestly, it was it was different. <laughs> I went to an uh, yeah, I'm from a, a, a Richmond, Richmond city. Uh, it's a diverse city, uh, but I was a part of the black community heavy. Um, so when I went to elementary, middle, and high school, they were all black um, public schools that I went to. I was surrounded by black people um, growing up. And so going to Spelman was also me saying I want to continue to be surrounded by people who look like me. And that's mm-hmm. how I wanted to spend the first years of my adulthood, like my like being away from my parents. And I loved it. And Spelman College truly nurtured me like a mother, like nurtured me, allowed me to grow, allowed me to fail, allowed me to get molded and rework some thoughts and molds and beliefs that I thought I would hold on to and kind of show me glimpses of who I was. And then I left that kind of community that, in a way, sheltered me, and for good, for good reasons. I went to this very different city in Seattle, um, a very diverse city in a different way, but I was around people who didn't understand me and who didn't look like me. It was a lot of microaggressions as well um, that I experienced, 
and I had to adapt. And I, I think that was my first time really seeing what the world was going to feel like, you know, because the world is not mm-hmm. all black. And no. it was a big, like, shock. It was definitely a shock for me. I had to really figure out, like, really come in knowing who I was, even though I was still trying to figure that out because I was still so very young in my 20s. But I had to be grounded in a lot of things quickly because if not, they they could have pushed me, moved me, broke me in so many different ways. And luckily I wasn't yeah. broken because I knew exactly who I was because of my time at Spelman and because of how I was raised by my parents as well. Um, and some people don't have that kind of story. And some people go into these PWIs, predominantly white institutions, and they get lost. They get lost and they have a different idea of, of their identity and their blackness because all they're hearing are the messages of people who don't look like them. Yeah, and they internalize, you know, these messages, which yeah. um, is is the problem. Let me ask you, in terms of acting, though, you went and got your master's. Do you think that's necessary, mm-hmm. mandatory for actors to get a master's? Can they go out and still be strong, be respected without the master's? I, I, I am... I wanted my master's. Um, it's, it's, it, I don't even think I needed it, but when I was leaving Spelman my junior year, I was really adopting the idea, like, no, I'm not going to get my master's. I'm going to even move to New York and L.A. and really figure this acting thing out. I don't need any more mm-hmm. training. But at Spelman College, the program is, is, is a liberal arts school, so you don't get as many classes that are really into the major. I think I took three acting classes within those four years. Um, okay. And yeah. I started to see other upperclassmen, and when they left their senior year, they were going to grad school. And these were specifically the upperclassmen that I looked up to, that I was inspired by right. all the time at Spelman. And I was like, now, if I look up to these people and I want to be like them and I love what they're doing and they are continuing their education, then I need to look into it. And then I started to realize, realize that three classes is just not enough for me. And I was, and also I just wasn't ready to be adult, an adult. I wasn't ready for the adult in life yet. I needed to hide a little bit more. And I was like, you know, the best way for me to hide from adulthood, but get like a little glimpse of it, is to continue my education. I can learn more. I can, you know, get more techniques and skills, put it in my toolbox. But also I can just be a little shielded and sheltered away from adult life. And that's what works for me. I do also mentor other young women as well and young actors, and they ask me this all the time, do you think I should go to grad school? And I am someone, because of my own experiences, especially when I ask other people what I should do, they would give me these definite answers like yes or no. And I just realized, like, I don't know another person's life. I can tell you my own experiences, and what I do is I tell them stories. I tell them what I experienced, mm. so then they can make their own decisions. So, no, I don't believe that grad school is the route to go. I don't believe that. I do believe that training is important if you want to be in the industry. And the industry is so wide open that anyone can be in the industry. But I do believe training is important if you deem this craft important, if you respect it, if you look at what it takes to become a doctor and what it takes to become a lawyer and what it takes to become a teacher. There are there are requirements and steps you must go through in order to even practice those um, those uh, di- different careers. So, yes, I do believe and, that. And you also yeah. have to keep renewing them. You know, like for uh, social work, I have a yes, license in social work. About, I, have to, I have to keep renewing, um, not my license per se, but I have to keep taking classes 
um, and and prove that I took these classes and, and get tested and in order to keep my license, same for the doctor. Now, you've played in TV and film theater. Which one do you like the best? Um, I am a theater girl. Like, you know, my background, my training is all based in theater. But once I got into the career professionally, TV is what started to take off for me. And now getting, like, having the experience, having done a limited series and now in a series regular on the belt, I mean, I love them all. I think, if anything, it's not about what it is. It's about the character. It's about the story. I'm here for things that stretch me, that challenge me, that make me really uh, go deeper into myself, that helps me um, practice and strengthen emotional cores within myself. And I say in the little time I've been in the professional world, I do believe theater um, calls that of me in a different way than TV has. Um, and theater is something I would love to go back to one day and soon because I just miss it. I really miss the live experience and how it's like it's it's a device for communion and it's it calls on you immediately. You know, it, mm. it's not a big screen in between us or time in between us. You, know, you can film a, a episode in September and that episode doesn't premiere until next year, you know? And yeah, it's something yeah. about just being in the room with people, breathing with people, timing and pacing and how your mind has to be like thinking a thousand things, but the outside has to just be so neutral and ready to move and ready to be affected. I just love theater. Mm-hmm. I love theater. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I, would um, I think we mm-hmm. have a question here. Let's see. Let me, I don't know if this Herbert callback or is another question you're calling. Good morning. Is this Herbert again? Yes. Hello. Did you My have another question? Fred Herbert. Oh, Fred. Okay. Hi. Thank you for calling in. Yes. Do you have a question for Bria? I sure would like to pee in your butt. Okay. That's not what we mm-hmm. want to hear. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I tell you, we, do you, now that's something that you have to deal with. You have fans. And you have good fans and you have some, unfortunately, <laughs> negative um, people. How are you dealing with that, Bria? Um, it's, I think, I don't know. Like, um, it's cool to, to know that there are people supporting and watching you, but then also, like, there are people, like, commenting on you and saying things that you don't need. It hasn't been too crazy. So, yeah, it's fine. I, I think I'm handling okay, it well. You know, I'm yeah, definitely. I think it's because of like my parents. <laughs> my parents like never get <laughs> too big headed. No, you know, don't get what ahead of your yourself. And I have so, what did your parents think about um, this they're acting? They're really proud. They're okay. proud. You know, when I was younger and I was heading into, I mean, they knew that I was doing a lot of acting when I was in high school, and they knew that, that I loved that. But I guess they were really shocked when I told them that I wanted to major in drama when I got to Spelman. And my parents were like, no, you should major in math or engineering. Like, you need to find a major that can give you a career that you can, like, live off of. But once I got to Spelman, I put my foot down and I started majoring in drama. And they just looked at me. You know, they weren't they weren't as supportive. They kind of were just like, look, it's your life. It's your life. You have to make it happen. And now that it's happening, and in the way it is happening, um, they're more supportive than I – like, they believe in me more than sometimes I believe in myself, which is crazy. I think I, I asked my mom when I was home for Christmas, I was like, did you think that this was ever going to happen? She was like, Bria, it's still a shock to me. 
um, just to see, like, you, like, I remember you creating stories in your mind, in your room, daydreaming and doing all these kits and stuff, and now you're doing it on TV. And she was like, you know, we just thank God every day that I get to see my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, how did you it's, get it's the part? Um, how did you tell the audience about your experience getting the part of uh, Dr. Jordan Allen? Um, what what was the yeah. process and and who called mm-hmm. you? Where were you? Yes, so I was in LA. I, I'm based in LA, and it was during you know during the the beginnings of the pandemic. I got an audition, and I remember reading the breakdown for the Good Doctor about this woman who was a devout Christian and fashionable, and she loves money, and she has these other businesses, and um, you know, and she's just a really good all around doctor, and she's confident, and fierce, and all these things, and and you don't get that many breakdowns that read like that or character descriptions that read like that, especially for a plus size, dark skinned black woman, especially when the industry's like, I'm seeking this kind of woman. Um, those those are yeah. the breakdowns that you get. So it was very positive and it reminded me of me and a lot of my sisters and I was like, I, I this is me. This is me And I went and I put it on tape. I did a self tape at home, sent it in and I think a week later, a week or two later, I got a call back. And I ended up doing the callback uh, on Zoom. We couldn't go in person because of the pandemic, so it was very different. Pandemic, yeah. um, it was like a bunch of different, yeah, it was a, def- a bunch of different faces on Zoom. And I was a nervous wreck, but I had my friend there who was reading the, the lines with me for the sides. I did it. They gave me adjustments, and then that was it. And then it was just like a long, long wait, and I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what is taking so long? And I kept hitting my team. I was like, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? And they're like, no, not, not, not yet, but you're still in the mix. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, it's good. Yeah. I'm still in the mix, but I need to hit. You know, it, it can be like, it's crazy. It, it's a lot on actors. That wait is long. But a friend told me that bad news travels fast. So that is something that I keep with me now. And so, like, a few mm-hmm. more weeks passed, and then I got another producer's call back. So I'm back in the same room with the same people, and I'm like, okay, I guess they're kind of winding down the choices. And I remember having a call with the casting director, Liz Dean, who is incredible and amazing, and she gave me some notes about what they wanted to see me play with differently. And I went in, and I remember they were done. They were like, thank you, Bria. That was great. And I looked at Liz's box, and she just gave me a thumbs up. And something about okay. that just settled yeah. something in me. I was like, I think this is mine. And I couldn't unshake that. And then another week passed by, so I'm still waiting. And finally, oh, my God, team called and let me know that it was like, <laughs> right, waiting. That's, I think, if anything, for actors, aspiring actors, people about to break into the industry, like, really figure out your relationship with what waiting looks like um, and what it can be for you and um, learn, get used to waiting. Get comfortable with the uncomfortableness of waiting because it can really mess with your mind. It can send you down rabbit holes and spirals that are just not necessary. And you have no idea what it takes on the casting part and the production side and the writer side of how they're deciding on who gets the role. Um, and it has nothing to do with so talent, to be do? honest. You know, Let me ask you this then. What do you do other than acting? Let's ask that. Because I think that is the, um, what you're, what you're, hint, you're pointing on, uh, hitting on is – the balance has mm-hmm. to be there. because. So what do you do in terms of maybe self-care for yourself uh, when you're waiting, Bria? Yes. Yeah, so I, well, when I was first in L.A. for those first, uh, that first year before booking, I was teaching. I teach acting. I teach improv. 
I was teaching, I was a part of a, a theater company called Unusual Suspects, where um, twice a week I would go to a all-girls uh, juvenile detention center, and we taught them playwriting, and we taught them arts and crafts, and I also coach on the side. I do hair as well. I love hair. I, I've been doing hair for a long time. Um, and, yeah, I write as well. So I do other things, and though that's exciting for me. So, sure, I you know, in my waiting time or in hoping for the next gig, I am creating. I am still doing things that bring me joy, um, that, you know, that are within my purpose. And, uh, yeah, within my purpose. So I do a lot of other things, and I think people should do a lot of other things as well, especially when they're in this industry. Yeah, I all, think that's... Every, the other jobs that you take inform you and, and just adds to your toolbox of character work. Mhm. Mhm. So, what has been the favorite episode of yours since you've been on The Good Doctor? My favorite episode. I think it would have to be. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the first episode of this season, season five, um, when you know Leah has the dream of her and Sean's wedding, and then I also enjoyed the karaoke episode with Noah, um, who plays Asher on The Good Doctor. That was just so much fun, and I felt that was the most free I felt on set um, because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a medical drama, so things have to be – there There are limitations to how far you can go with some of the work you do because it, it has to be professional or doctors. Yeah. But that was a fun <laughs> scene. I just got to, like, let go. Like, I was just like, it's just me singing, and I have some. Now, favorites. do you think you're a good singer in real life? Um, do, do you Did you sing in church or <laughs> – or no, you were like no. That um, I guess I sung. I sung in the. I sung in my school choir. I have sung in church. I'm not a okay. singer, but I can hold a good tune. You know, I've done right, musicals right. as well. So yeah, yeah. Now on the show, there's a lot of relationships. Um, you know that, especially some un- unexpected uh, ones, like um, you know Dr. Alex uh, with uh, Dr. Morgan. I mean, I was like, what? That's my husband. Get off of him. You know, <laughs> I didn't know about that one. Um, or you, you have you. Have, <laughs> you know, we have to have fantasies, Bria. We got fantasy husbands. I got to like you know, right. different Asian husbands. I got Italian husbands. I got African husbands. Trust me, I got a whole bunch of husbands. They don't know it though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, let me ask you: Do you is that something in line for your character? And how would you handle having to do maybe a sex a sexual scene? Um, you know, I think over time I've always had like, how would I handle like an intimate scene? And and now I think that the industry is being more um, aware of, you know, what what that is for actors and how to make actors comfortable. So there are a lot of like intimacy uh, 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 directors on set now. Um, I think I would. I honestly. I represent black women, I represent dark skinned women, I represent women of size, and I think we need to see women of size being women of size, which means we do everything mm-hmm. that everyone else does. So if I were ever to yeah. get the opportunity to do an intimate scene, I would say yes, because I haven't seen a lot of intimate scenes done well uh, with women that look like me. And as long as it's mm-hmm. done well and with and respectfully, but also that lives, that, that is a true in, imitation of life, I'm down for it, you know? Um, because it's mm-hmm. not me, it's the, it's the character, and I'm able to separate that. Yeah. Now, you're a writer, and you wrote the pilot for Geniality, 
Virgin Alley, and what is that about, yes. and when can we see it? <laughs> Yes, so um, this summer I was able to um, write and executive produce and star in my own work. It's an indie, it's an indie short film, and but also it can move as a pilot too. And Virginality is about um, Jade Michelle Mason, who's a like 29 year old virgin and overly religious young woman who uh, is trying to get a new job position. And that propelled okay. her into, you know, that propelled her into kind of checking off these crazy things off a bucket list so that she can have new experiences in order to get this new job. And it's all revolving around sex and her virginity. Um, and right now, now is I it am like Jane finalizing. The is, it like, is it like Jane the Virgin um, um, show? It's more or? like... More like a chewing gum, a pen 15, chewing gum, Michaela's uh, chewing gum and pen 15. Uh, it has that vibe to it. Um, but, yeah, you okay. can say Jane the Virgin is definitely um, – you can you can say that's definitely like a, a comp for it as well. Um, and yeah. right now I'm finalizing some la- uh, a few last notes in post-production. We're editing it. And I'm, I will be submitting it to a bunch of film festivals and seeing what happens. And, uh, yeah, I've started pitching it. So I'm excited to see if someone wants to pick it up to turn it into a series. Um, and see what the festivals, um, the feedback from the festivals are. I'm excited. But, yes, I do want to premiere it, but that's once I get to the festival circuit. So at least by the end of the year. I think a trailer will at least be coming out soon. I'll le- I, will, now, I will at least have posted a trailer by the end of the month. <laughs> okay, good, because we want to see it. And let me ask you this, you know, this COVID, we talked about COVID a little bit. How has that impacted you? professionally and personally and, and what are you doing to cope because it's still going on i mean now we got omicron it's like what's what's next um yeah um i'm, I'm working i'm still working on the good doctor um uh, we're still filming season five and you know we test a lot every week and we are masked up and social distancing on set and it's a weird world honestly life right now looks like going to set and coming home and that's kind of what my traffic's like because I just want to stay really safe, especially with Omicron and how quickly yeah. it's spreading. It's really crazy um, and how it's affecting different productions as well. And I just, I'm here just to get the job done because I want to go home for the summer. You know, I don't want to be filming all year. <laughs> so, definitely, definitely. Now, you know, we talked about, you know, you are a black woman. You know, and a lot of times uh, in Hollywood, uh, in the past, a black woman looked a certain way, you know, was a certain size, had a certain type of hair. Uh, Now the roles are expanding. You know, what have you experienced negatively uh, and and what advice could you give a young black female actress today and what she might face? Um... uh... We're evolving. The industry is evolving. Okay. Also, I'm very new. I just came into this industry. Like I can't. Like I started in 2018. That was when I left yeah. grad school. I didn't break into it until 2019. So I'm still very young. Still very much learning what this industry yeah. is and the twists and turns that come with it. But I will see how black women are being treated in this industry. That has not changed. 
some of the stories that I remember mm. used to, I used to listen to of other actresses telling what what happened to them on set. I'm hearing the same story. I'm hearing the same story. Wow. I'm going through some okay. of those things myself. So, like, mm. it's just being prepared, being prepared, and, and reminding yourself that we are not in a black world, um, that we do live in a white world, and as much as we know that there are black people and other people of color in this world and um, people that b- add on to the diversity and the complexity of this world, the white world will always remind you what world it is, no matter what. Mm. And it's just about wow. which, hills you're, which hills you're willing to die on, which battles are worth the fight, because at the end of the day, yes, we can all be activists, we can all fight for the power, fight for the people, fight for what's right, but at the end of the day, we're still human. We still have like emotions, we still have feelings, we still have a body to take care of, we still have mental health to keep in balance, emotional health to keep intact. And if I were to have if I were to fight every single battle I get, I would not I my cup would not be full. And so mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. about me balancing is this a fight worth fighting? Is this the fight that I need to fight because when the next sister comes in, they won't have to fight it? Or is this a fight where it's like, you know what? I can address it in a certain way. But I need to get yeah. myself because I need to come back tomorrow with a, a better attitude. I need to be ready to work yeah. and not me about to crumble under the ridiculousness and the microaggressions that come with being in this industry, especially being someone who looks like me because I can't, I yeah. can't hide who, who I, what I look like. Well, let me ask you this. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why? If I had a superpower... Um, mm-hmm. that's a good question. If I had a superpower, what would it be? Um, I guess to like teleport. I wouldn't say be invisible. I want to be visible. I want to be seen. But I think to like teleport. <laughs> I think to just be able to go from one place to uh to the next, like boom. Yeah. Uh huh. Now, do you mm-hmm. drink alcohol? I do. I do. I do. And what's your favorite drink, cocktail, or something you would go if you went to the bar and somebody's like, oh, I want to buy you a drink? What would you order? I would order um, a gin and tonic. I like those. Mm-hmm. And what makes it? What makes a good gin and tonic? Like, is it like the gin? Not, like, what's, what's the it's deal? The, it's the it's the it's the really good gin, and then like a little bit of lime squeezed in there. Okay. Boom. Boom, that's, that's a, it. a simple cocktail. Boom, and I'm in. Now, if you could go anywhere, where would you go, and who would you take? Oh, if I could go anywhere right now, I would. Uh, I would want to go to someplace like warm and tropical, like someplace okay. warm and tropical. And who would I take? Who would I take? Go with me. Don't make nobody angry uh, now. Mad at me. <laughs> right. I don't want nobody to be mad at me. Who would I take? I would take my mom. She deserves a vacation. Okay. And if it's like a very COVID safe vacation, I would love to take her and we could just relax and breathe and she can just see something yeah. different than her house because she's been cooped up in the house. So I would definitely take my mom. Oh. Now, what about cooking? Can you cook? Uh, what's your favorite yes, to I cook? Or if you can't cook, Oh, oh, okay. She, you heard it here. She can cook. So, what's your, what's your dish? If I come to your house, what you gonna cook for me, girl? What you gonna cook? <laughs> um, look, I love seafood, so I can make you some amazing lump crab cake. I can do that mm. with some like sauteed shrimp 
with some um, crispy Brussels sprouts because Brussels sprouts that's my favorite vegetable. It truly is. Um, really? So I'm a vegetable okay. girl. Yeah, I love a Brussels sprout because there's different ways you can cook it, and I love it. Like, I do one where you can kind of, like, roast them and then, like, put a little Parmesan on it, some um, balsamic vinegar, and some honey. It is amazing. It's so Ooh. good. Um, that sounds yeah, so awesome. I've never heard shrimp. of honey. Okay. Add a little honey to that thing. It, it balances the vinegar, and, like, it's just a really, like, it's a small little piece of, like, sweetness. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to try that, definitely. Well, Bria, thank you so much. Oh, and one quick last question. Your middle name, how do you mm-hmm. pronounce it? Simone? Yes, how it's do you spelled of but no, it's pronounced Simone. It's just Simone. <laughs> just Simone. Okay. Just Simone, just people. Simone. Okay. If you see that. <laughs> well, you have a great weekend. Go back to sleep. Thank you so much again for coming on. And I can't wait to see Virginality. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're so sweet. And this is so, it was so easy to talk to you. And yes, I cannot wait to share Virginality with the world. So thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I look forward to. I love. I love you on the Good Doctor. I'm so happy you're there. It really kind of balances out the rest of the cast. Um, and uh, oh, thank you oh, again. Thank you. It's a blessing. They're so fun to work with, and I'm just happy to be there and representing a certain group of people as well. That's an honor. Tell Tell Will I said hi, and um, I will. if he wants to call me, um, talk to your agent, and and she can give you my number. I got you, sis. I got you, sis. I got you. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Okay, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with actress Bria Henderson from The Good Doctor. Check her out. It's on ABC, a wonderful, wonderful actress. And she's also behind the scenes doing her own thing. She has a pilot, going to hopefully be picked up, uh, Virginality, and so keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, if you missed the show, you can check out archives on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. And you can donate. You can donate to PayPal, Saturdays with Joy Keys, and uh, it helps keep the show going. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, financially, you know, we need the money, so to speak, so I'm not ashamed to say it. But thank you again, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.